Dude, I fucking love this he wears, guy. <laughs> he wears like a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses. Oh my god, yeah, he's always on a speedboat. Mm-hmm. Miami Hayashi. <laughs> Miami Hayashi. Wow. Uh, Just enjoy your life. That's what Miami Hayashi always told me. <laughs> be cool. Just, just be cool, man. Does that, <laughs> does that mean we should just get started? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to Smite Me, the only Torah podcast that matters. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by my two amazing, scholarly, downright holy co-hosts. What's up, fellas? What's up? John Elkabes here. What's up? It's Ayani Hayashi. Um, so we've reached the end of book one of the Torah, Genesis. It's the end of season one, and we are about to you know, recap, relive, fall in love all over again with the beginning of the greatest story ever told. Yeah, I think we're going to try to structure this show just a little bit differently because this last chapter is mm, sparse, to say the least. Um, And I think there's a lot of fun to be just kind of going over the things we've covered so far now that we're coming to the end of the first book of the five books of Moses. So I think it would be it would be fun for us to kind of sort of trying to power through this uh this last chapter and then kind of go over some of our favorite parts or least favorite parts and all of that stuff luckily not much happens joseph just kind of spits some bar or jacob just kind of spits some some bars yeah um i guess with uh with with that does anyone have anything uh, like josh do you have anything that you did that would have gotten you smite smoted smitten oh oh shit can I, can I? Can you come back to me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. John, you Maybe you're, sure. you're mine's, mine's sort of heavy, but it's 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 all right. Um, so a friend of mine passed away. Um, this oh, guy, shoot, this guy Frosty Nugs. Um, shout out to Frosty. He was a comedian who um was called that because he loved to smoke weed and give everyone free weed. And um, part of how I mourned was I had a friend of mine make a Photoshop of him. Smoking Weed in Heaven with um, Alex Trebek and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nice. Um, yeah, and I sent it to a lot of people, and I think it brought a lot of people joy. I hope it does. I hope it did. Um, and I think Frosty would have liked it. I don't think God, it, uh, the conception, I, I think I might get smited for saying that people are smoking weed in heaven. I think weed might mm. be. If this God is ruling heaven, the one in this book, weed might still be illegal there. The only thing I would say that might counter that is this this old testament god is fairly absentee a lot of the time so you just might not know what's happening that's true that's true it's like well you know as long as they're up up in my heaven and not somewhere else i i, I pretend like i'd <laughs> rather see it. they do it in the house <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much i wonder what god would think of the sort of um all the stuff about people imagining like ruth bader ginsburg and chadwick boseman hanging out in heaven and stuff 
Because I think what you did, John, is like a very lovely gesture. But what people were doing with just Ruth on her own or like Chadwick to me is like one of one of the worst genres of tweet in the world. Oh, of just like this person's in heaven yeah. now. Like it's amazing. Like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Wonder Woman and, you know, they're all doing their Wakanda X together. What's funny about it is like people, people feel like they can just pick anyone who's ever died. Like... Like anyone <laughs> yeah, who comes right. to mind. Well, that's Any kind of the fun fantasy of it. Right. Yeah. Whatever, whatever super group you want to form, you can, because most of the great people are dead. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Ayani, did you do anything smite worthy this week? Uh, it's not heavy or or real like yours. I think the only thing I I really did was I uh, I recently kind of decided to to get serious about my study of the upright base again. And part of that is I'm kind of having to relearn how to play with a bow. And for people who, ha- you know, don't know or don't have kids that are learning bowed instruments, uh, when you first start out, it sounds fucking terrible. And I, I just, I, this is smiteable offenses. I think, number one, that it sounds bad. And I think that God also just thinking God back on the rest bangers. of the 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 uh the text is kind of into the like no you're the weaver tribe you weave the they even use the excuse in the last episode of like wow we're shepherd people so we do shepherd stuff um so i think that yeah god would be like no 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 no, no, no. you don't try new things you do you do what i told you right you were born what was, what was the tribe you were born born um, to do Apparently the electric bass, not the upright. Ah, okay. Very, um, very different. But yeah, and I think also that smite me as partially an apology to John because he lives in the same house as me. Has to. I didn't notice anything. <laughs> it's mostly subconscious, but it is just like as you're doing it, like I know it'll get better and I should just keep doing it. But sometimes when you play some of those real attitude notes, it uh, just like uh, some of the imposter syndrome starts to set in. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but it's okay because I've done it before and I forgot how to do it. So that means I can learn how to do it again and potentially forget how to do it again. So that's mine. Josh, you got nice. one? I do. Um, so I'll give you the scenario and then maybe you guys can help me find the smiteable part of it. Because I think some some part of it is definitely suspect. Um, so last, the night before last, um, I smoked lots of legal marijuana. I'm recording this from California. Um, if the FBI is listening. And I watched that movie uh, Soul, the new Pixar movie about oh. the jazz, the jazz pianist who <clears throat> he dies and is sort of in this kind of spiritual limbo for a while before, you know, what happens to his soul gets worked out. Um, and just throughout the whole time, I just I don't know, I was having really strong opinions about it being like, this is not a children's movie. Like to me, just I don't know. It felt like really like it was like a movie to try and convince like gifted and talented adults who regard themselves as former gifted and talented students that like there's more to life beyond being really good at music or something. I don't know. I would just was like, I found myself like becoming too invested in what this Pixar movie had to say and feeling like I wanted to tweet about it or something. And I was like, Oh, I, like you, you weren't, you couldn't just, you were too high to like just watch the movie. So you, you kind of like were picking it apart. Yeah, I was like, ah, like, I can't even believe this. And yeah, and just like, I don't know. It's like, I've never been the kind of person who just feels like the world needs to know my opinions about Disney Pixar's movie Soul, you know? It's just yeah. like, that's a, that's a good, that's a good template to live your life by. 
Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe does God want me to have an opinion? Was no. God doesn't want you to watch know. a movie that portrays a version of what happens when you die that is not exactly what is in the text. Yeah, but we don't even, but for the record, they don't even really tell us what happens when you die in this. Other than that, at some point, um, Jacob is so pissed off. He He's like, you're going to make me put my head in shul, the hell place, for a second. That's kind of all we know. <laughs> it's true. I, um... Yeah, I could I could see the smileable deed in there. I also do think it's funny that uh, not you in particular, but like the idea of somebody who decides what's appropriate for children or not is like a high twenty six or twenty seven year old. <laughs> That's true. Like I'm there. like a, a living room <laughs> parenting expert. That's right. The children of America. Yeah, certified. I'm high as Adult. shit. Is I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high as shit. And this is not a movie for children. Yeah. But I do see the it's a valid complaint that like Pixar's kind of gone from making kid making kids movies that adults also can enjoy to making like a, movies that are more thematically for adults but they have like funny talking dogs or whatever. Yeah, I guess since we all kind of did our our little confessions and all that, um, let me get into this summary real quick. This uh, this portion, this is the last portion of Genesis is called Vayahi and I did not look up what it means. Um, did you guys? We never do. It's the beginning of the Numa Numa song. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see what it says. <laughs> yeah, the next uh, next chapter after this is Vaya Hoo Hoo. <laughs> <laughs> so live your life. Um, it means and he lived. And he lived. Well, isn't that ironic? Because um, we're about to be talking about Jacob's death. Jacob, also known as Israel, also known as the father of Joseph. So... Where we last left off, Joseph had revealed himself to his brothers and was continuing to live the failing upwards lifestyle of second in command to Pharaoh and is still kind of just living as just Pharaoh by proxy. Um, And they were up to their shenanigans and he had been, you know, conning people out of their food and taking all their land and all that fun, good stuff. So. This portion starts with letting us know that Jacob lives in Egypt for 17 years and lives to be 140, which is kind of weak when you compare it to uh, to some of his forefathers. We get this little fun uh, callback to the ball cupping tradition. I don't know if you guys remember where oh, yeah. uh, Jacob asks <laughs> Unmistakable. Joseph to grab him from underneath the thighs and promise, <laughs> and promise Jacob that uh, he won't be buried in Egypt, really kind of revealing some of his prejudices there. The, pre- the ball cupping is always linked to some racist shit. That's true. Yeah, it's like a it's like a hex to cure. I don't know. It's almost like a, Egyptians. a special punctuation to like grab my balls. I'm about to say something fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if if that's what you had to do. It's kind of a humbling moment. It's like I might be I might get in some trouble for this. So yeah, it's kind of all... better than saying no offense. Like yeah, yo, quick, grab my yeah. balls. Right. It's Go also ahead. like it's practical because it's like listen, I'm probably gonna have to whisper this. So like, get close enough. You might as well just grab your balls. <laughs> right. right. You want to be at an intimate distance, yeah. distance for this comment. So Joseph, of course, says, yes, of course, Dad. And Jacob prostrates himself on the bed. So he lies down on the bed. That's an like, odd turn of phrase that I saw there. Uh, so Joseph goes and then takes his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, to go see, if, uh, to go see their dying grandfather. Uh, Jacob talks to Joseph and says, and kind of reiterates the just godly promise of, you know, multiple sons or myriads of sons and seeds, grains of sand on the seas and blah, 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 blah. 
you get all the land. And then he also does this weird thing where uh, Jacob kind of claims Joseph's, Joseph's sons as his own but and says that Joseph just gets to keep any other kids. Because he says this weird phrase where Ephraim and Manasseh will be like Reuben and all the other brothers to me, my sons. I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was weird and thought I would mention it. Um, so they then they have a kind of a sentimental moment where Jacob is like, I never thought I'd get to see my most favorite grandkids, even though he has 12 other sons, but whatever. Then they do some kind of complicated stage blocking where the Bible kind of describes the, the, the way they were all standing. And Jacob blesses Ephraim, even though he's the second born son, uh, you know, kind of causing some more child drama that the the Bible loves. Joseph kind of tries to correct this and goes like, hey, Jacob, like, I know you're old, but like Manasseh's the firstborn one. So maybe bless him. And Jacob says, shut up. I'm on my deathbed. You can't disagree with me. Yeah. Um, and then also Jacob kind of like tells Joseph like, hey, by the way, in case you weren't aware that you're my favorite son, you also, because you're my favorite son, get a bigger inheritance and gives him uh, the claim he gives him claim to the stuff that he took from the uh, Amorite, from the hand of the Amorite with my sword. So I don't know if that's in reference to when the Jacob's sons committed genocide or whether that's just a hitherto not mentioned little bit of war that happened. But there you go, because I've never heard of these Amorites before. Um, okay, after that, Jacob then gathers the rest of his sons um, and then says, here, I'm going to tell you about the end of the days. Uh, which was a weird way to phrase it, but he's given him basically his last will and testimony. And this is kind of where it gets a little bit fun. It's a little bit of a list, but it's a fun bit of dialogue. Um, so he's got all his sons, all of them in their, their shittiness together. And he starts with the firstborn and he says, Reuben, you don't get shit. And I think part of the, his little speech he gives implies that Reuben had, uh, had sex with one of, Jacob's concubines and he kind of brings that up as like hey I know that that happened and that's part of the reason why you're a real piece of shit uh he calls Simeon and Levi uh warmongering bastards and curses them so top three he's just like fuck the three of you uh but then he says Judah's cool because he uh convinced his brothers not to kill Joseph and sell him into slavery instead which, mm, okay um, and, and also, there was, like, a couple times he renounced his evil ways, like, when he was going to kill the sex worker, and then he was like, I know... The sex saying. worker, a.k.a. his daughter-in-law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> real, he had a real change of heart there, uh, and he gets the blessing that he gets to rule stuff. Um, so Judah really kind of lucks out in the end. Zebulon, who we really haven't... Zebulon, we haven't Zebulon. really heard a lot about, uh, gets blessed to have the coastal regions. And he's like, Hey, go be merchant, have your sons be merchants. He calls Issachar a bony donkey. Not a lot of, <laughs> so the, just for a little bit of context, he kind of switches between like telling people what they're, uh, telling his sons, what their inheritance or what their jobs are going to be. And then also just calls them names and kind of switches <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. Them. And kind of pontificates on their life. Yeah. And he's like, you, I liked what you were doing. You, not so much. A roast on your way out is a pretty sick way to go, I'm, I'm, I have to say. I'm, I'm very much into it. It's kind of boring, but when you kind of put it in the context of a conversation, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you can't, I mean, you just can't, you can't come back at someone because they, they have the last laugh. Yeah. So Dan is a, uh, a, he calls him a snake and says, you'll take revenge on your enemies. Odd. 
Uh, his son Gad gets to have an army. That's pretty cool. He doesn't get too much reproach. Um, then he was in the Book of Mormon. Josh Gad. Oh, hey. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asher gets to have uh, good food producing land. So another another guy coming up here. Um, and then he just kind of reiterates to everyone on his deathbed that Joseph gets the most. Uh, uh, you know, he's the most special boy. The he's Joseph the god with the mostest. Did you say the Joseph with the mostest? <laughs> I did say that, yes. Nice. He, he even says, like, hey, we know that Joseph is the best because he, because God took you fucking around with him so hard and turned him into fucking Pharaoh. So just another kind of rubbing it in how much he kind of despises the rest of his sons. And then Benjamin is a wolf and will steal and divide what he steals, which is, I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse or if he's just kind of like giving him the weather report. <laughs> I mean, wolves who steal and divide what they steal is sort of like every Jewish man so far has been doing that. That's true. If we're going to be honest. Yeah. So then after the end, uh, he's addressed every single one of his sons. And we obviously don't hear about Dina because she's a woman. And, you know, she's dark. still in the, in the trunk. Yeah. As far as the narrative is concerned. Narratively. Yes. Yeah. Narratively. Um, and then Jacob says, now bury me with my fathers and then promptly dies. <laughs> Which, you know, it doesn't say it like this. And it says he was sick and dying. But I honestly imagined him more just going on this kind of like rant and raving at his at his children and then having a heart attack <laughs> he just yeah. gets his blood pressure up too yeah. high yeah <laughs> bring me with my father's <laughs> or they're like that's amazing he's been dead for 15 minutes and like he just was like full rigor mortis just roasting <laughs> oh his yeah children. it's like a chicken running around with his head cut off but he's just yeah yeah he just it was like ready to I go i also like how it's like you know it's relatable like everyone wants to die with their loved one surrounded by their loved ones but he just wants it so he can be like <laughs> i got something to say about each of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah if your grandpa like calls you to his deathbed and is like everyone get in the line like you're not, it's not gonna be good so then everybody cries now that jacob is dead even the egyptians because the text needs to make sure that we know how cool jacob was <laughs> jacob also known as israel come on these aren't mistakes happening here um so joseph and a huge entourage of egyptians uh and his brothers all travel to bury jacob and not a lot really happens here except for it's such a big and intense funeral that the text says that the Canaanites saw it happening and were like, this is a big old intense Egyptian funeral. And then they <laughs> named the place big old intense Egyptian funeral spot. <laughs> funeral land. So Joseph's brothers, now that Jacob is dead, get worried about him taking revenge on them. So they kind of send him a message. I don't know if it's true or not being like, hey, just so you know, uh, dad told us this one time that he didn't want you to kill us all, even though we tried to kill you and sell, sold you into slavery. But Joseph is just like, yeah, it's cool. So they all declare himself his uh, slaves, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, so Joseph ten, uh, then lives to be 110, and he has some grandkids. Uh, he tells all his kids and brothers that they'll return to Canaan and dies, and he's buried according to the Egyptian practice, which I assume means he was mummified or something like that. Um, First Jewish mummy. Groundbreaking. Yep. And uh, that, my friends, is the end of the first book of the five books of Moses. That's we it. That's it. the fucking end. That's Genesis, baby. Yeah. Mm. The end of the beginning. Pretty uh, scatterbrained as a book. Um, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck just happened is, I would say, my take on Genesis. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess, 
So I guess, yeah, real quick while we try to power through this this little bit of chapter. This last will and testament. Yeah, any, any thoughts? Greats. I feel like in a way it kind of reflects. So like going into this, I was like, okay, this is the this is the big book of Judaism, right? We're going to learn about why we do the things we do, why we care about the things that we care about. Um, but it ended up being way more about like how to acquire property and wealth and then how to divide it up and like how to, you know, not be killed by your family members who are always conniving and trying to kill you. And so I feel like maybe this is a perfect ending to that because it's like not really about morals or spirituality or anything that like religions are thought to be about, but it's kind of just like, let's talk about will stuff. Yeah, it really, it makes sense as the last chapter in the book. Cause like, it's one of those chapters where nothing really happens, but the alternative, like it would be weird if a bunch did happen. Like it, it, it was set up as it was like, this is going to be a chapter where we kind of tie a little bow in it. Like it would be weird if there was a bunch of plot points and like more trickery and like conflict. Yeah. The only plot point yeah. they really d- drop on us is, is when, uh, Jacob gives the second born the like most special blessing, but I don't think we really even like hang out. As, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll find out. No, next we never, time. we never, we, but we never really hang out as far as I know in the Jewish tradition with either of Joseph's sons. So no, as when Exodus starts, it's like generations later. So it is kind of just like a, and there were going to be more. It's like, um, it's like a cliff and, uh, it's like a scene they put in just in case they want to do a spinoff at the end of a, a TV show. <laughs> right. Yeah, are we gonna have more right, adventures or it's just funny that like one of his last moves was to cause more sibling drama because he's like, I had my sibling <laughs> drama, my kids sure as shit had their sibling drama. Like one more <laughs> yeah. generation. Let's do this, baby. And and I love that the text is even like, Are you sure you want to do this? Like, did you notice that you did this busing backwards? And he's like, Oh yes, I, I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> It is. He does have a real like, hey, like when Joseph is like, "Hey, like this is kind of like not how it's done." Where he's like, "I know what I fucking said." Right. Yeah. You dumb kid. <laughs> I also I just want to read a line that I liked. It says, "Dan will be a serpent on the road, a viper on the path, which bites the horse's heel, so it ride its ride falls backwards." Like he's just going off the dog. Like, I have no idea what that means. But he's just like, <laughs> yeah. listen, man, you're like a serpent. You're basically like a serpent, and then you like see a horse pass you and you bite it. So like, you know, that's Goes just pretty backwards. badass, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I what wonder that's if it's as- like if that's badass or if he's like, man, you're just like a piece of shit by nature. Like, this is when um, this is when Jacob was still drinking lean, so his raps were like way, <laughs> way more cre- creative. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Um, yeah, is, it's kind of a shame that it's t- his artwork is tied to this that. This is but. this is Jacob's Tim Westwood appearance. <laughs> yeah, this is No Ceilings, Genesis. Yeah, I mean, edition. I guess my only real overarching thought is just like I'm. The only thing that really makes me happy is. I, I am kind of glad in a weird way that Jacob as a character gets to have this like reckoning with all his sons who like basically after they're as, like, as soon as they're born, they just cause him stress for totally. the rest of his life. And it almost feels like they're trying to say like, yeah, Jacob only lived to be 140, but he might have lived to be like 230 if his idiot sons hadn't been stressing him the, the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and then I do like that he gets to have this moment with with all his kids, and the first thing he does is like, "You first three, I fucking hate you guys." You could tell that this book is written by like cranky old men because yeah. this is like a cranky old man fantasy of like settling all your scores with your 
you know, no good for nothing. Yeah, I was gonna offspring. say it also kind of like implies it puts forward this vision of like um, closure that doesn't really exist in real life. I mean, that's that's just stories and on it, like a lot of narrative stories yeah. do that. But I don't know. Worth noting that it's just like, and then at the end, he said exactly what he needed to say to each one of his sons, and then like died when he chose to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems like it almost happens like to everyone or it's like they it's always like you see up right to the end of their narrative usefulness and then it's like and then at 140 years old he perished and was buried in a cave like there's this you almost like it's like that uh curved cane that they like yank people off stage with yeah mm-hmm. i feel like that yeah the vaudevillian kind of yeah uh, physical comedy thing although this is also i think this is also our like the first kind of like last words we get um no one else gets some last uh Abraham doesn't. Abraham's uh, kind of like ending is like, and then he had a bunch more kids that he didn't really know and didn't like very much. And then he died. And Isaac's is just, they literally mention his death as a side note. I get, we get Onan, <laughs> Onan's last words are, ooh. <laughs> his last words are, oh, 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 God, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's normally way different. Um, yeah, but definitely nobody gets like a last like fucking diss track against their family. This yeah. is pretty, yeah, good for him. It is also, uh, for, for Jacob, it is kind of nice that he gets to have like write his own eulogy for a second. Oh, totally. He gets to like speak at his own funeral, basically. <laughs> yeah. He does have a, a line that I liked where he just said, bless the lads. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I just know? underlined that. And I think. Perhaps that could be a new – well, not a new – it's a segment we've been doing. But at the end when somebody gives a little blessing, that you just blessing – got to bless the lads. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think every blessing ought to include a blessing for the lads. Bless the lads. Bless. That sounds like I something like some British soccer hooligans would say while they're like cheering. <laughs> yeah. Bless like, the lads. Oh, bless the lads. <laughs> like you're just having a great time at the, at, at the pub. Mm-hmm. At the pub. The poop. I don't know. Other than that, I don't. I don't have too much for this. I mean, there's just the 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 typical like, hey, everybody loves the Jews so much that even the Egyptians all cry for forty days. It's fucking stupid. Um. Yeah, but I also think it- it's they're highlighting the fact that like in the next chapter we're getting it's like a change. It's like a generational shift where the new generations of Egyptians. Like I even read ahead and it says it notes like a new pharaoh came to power that did not know Joseph. So it's like to underline like, yeah, this is the very end of peace between the Egyptians and the Jews. Like it's not going to be so good next time. Right. There's only one God special boy who's that special. Yeah. Immediately at least. All right. So now that we're done with that, uh, that little, that little. Well, should we give our little like we're going to keep it? I mean, oh, oh sure, yeah. Are we going to keep this one? I'd, I'd say keep it. I'd say it ties a nice little yeah. bow on the end of it, and it's just not no plot, just prose, which I'm kind of into. It's just like it's you know some TV shows like certain episodes. There's like a lot of plot, and then some some of it's just like character building, and so it's cool that they like yeah, this last little bit of character building for Joe for Jacob before he croaks, you know. I say keep it for the uh, absolute. Uh, amazing performative timing that you can only really get from someone who knows their craft of Jacob just dying as soon as he's given his little speech at the end. And I say keep it just because uh, bless the lads. Bless, bless the lads, bless yeah. Bless the dang lads. Bless them. Man, but for real, like what? They need our help. They need our help. Is there any better punctuation 
punctuation to a statement you can make than just dying right after you make it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like the Unless ultimate it's like, period. I don't think I'm going to die. That would be the only yeah. one that wouldn't be better. Or what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, that's that's hold, be another hold bad my one. beer famously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you say like there, it's one thing to have an exclamation point, but it's another thing to have an exclamation point at the end of it and then just die right death. after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I would keep it. Um All right, so let's get into our little Genesis retrospective. Mm. Yeah, you wanna? I guess the plan, uh, audience, was that we were gonna do a little <laughs> award ceremony, a little like you know, vitamin C as we go on. We remember all the times we had together, type of thing. Do 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 do. That's true. Not how that song goes, but I'm into that now. We go on. We remember all the times we had together. I wasn't trying to do that. You were doing the president song. Yeah. Or you know, award regality thing. Uh-huh. Here comes the bride. Yeah, well, welcome. Yeah, we'd like to welcome all 150 million of you to the annual Genesis Awards. Um, yeah, it's brought to you by Raytheon and Sponsored. Northrop Grumman yep. uh, and the people who make Gatling guns. And nobody makes uh, Gatling Tesco. guns anymore. It's according to who? That was Civil War technology. <laughs> We've gotten They're way on, better um, at killing people. Doesn't mean there's not weirdos still making Civil War stuff in their backyards. That's true. Also, uh, there's probably a Gatling heir out there, like Tommy Gatling, who mm-hmm. like is a fucking influencer or something. I don't know. Dark, dark times. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Well, who wants to? Does anyone want to submit an award for us to to break down and then sort of give to? Uh, to any of our individual, we're looking at concepts, we're looking at characters. Yeah, I guess we could just kind of go in order as they appeared on the dock. Um, we'll start out with Best Kiss. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> this is a steamy one, folks. They got our hearts racing. I haven't, I only barely looked, glanced at the sheet before we recorded this, and I missed that one being the first one. Oh, well, it was the first yeah. on mine, and I think it's going to be a, one, a quick one to answer. I mean, I have a definitive answer. I, I think that. Oh, oh. well, do tell. Yeah. I think that um, Jacob's uh, kissing Rachel and then screaming and crying. <laughs> that's that's that gets my vote. The yeah. passion is yeah. there. He's yeah. really come. Wait, could you uh, could you break down what happened for the? For oh, the I guess it's it's just like Jacob um, in I forget exactly which chapter, but he runs away. Last we heard of him, he like ran away from Isa because he thought from home because he thought Isa was going to kill him. And then he gets to wherever Rachel lives, and he sees her, and he runs up to her, kisses, plants a kiss on her, and then um, <laughs> screams and cries. That's all it really says. Because he's just he like cried so out in love. And he, yeah. What do you think he said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> or something like that. Or what if he was just like, they're trying to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You got to help me. Never thought I'd see this day. Is there something else either of you would nominate for best kiss? Best kiss. Um, No, that would have been my best one. But also just the fact that like um, maybe a different Jacob kiss, which is when he got to be with Rachel after his uncle tricked him into like marrying his cousin. Is that who Leah is? Leah and Rachel are both his cousins. They're both his cousins. (laughs) Yeah, his other cousin. When he got to be with the cousin that he wanted to be with, not the other one. Yeah. Because the uncle is sort of like, eh, she's the older one. She's got to go first. Like, there's a way we do things around here. You have to file a form. 
et cetera. Um, and so he has to work for his uncle for many years in the fields before he can actually be with Rachel. Um, so after his big screaming cry, there's the first true love's kiss. All right. Um, the only I had another one on there, but this is not. This is obviously not the best for a lot of reasons. But um, when uh, Joseph is hiding out in Egypt, um, the horny wife of the Egyptian like top slaughterer or something like really wants to be with him, and I feel like it's maybe the first time they imagine that like women like like to have sex and stuff in the Torah. So that's I like, guess notable. But did, not, did not they the kiss? Because it's uh, she like pins him down and he like squirms out of his robe. Does he all shift? I don't know. I all I'd say all of my picks. Um, well, actually, no, that's totally not. I was gonna say all my picks involve two enthusiastic participants, but I don't. I don't think that's. <laughs> this tr- is the Bible, man. Yeah, that's Jacob not- just kind of walks <laughs> right up to Sarah, or to <laughs> he's Fox, just some uh, guy in a field to her. Yeah, to to Rachel. Um, um, since you guys both posited ones, I'll I'll be the judge on this one, and I'll say I'm going with John's. I think. In terms, we don't really see a lot of love and affection in this text, and I do like the fact that when we do see love and affection expressed in the text, it's immediately followed by screaming. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's fun, yeah. man. I think yeah, best kiss. kiss goes to uh, Jacob uh, planting planting a wet one on on Rachel and going ah. <laughs> Would that we could all be so lucky to be kissed by a stranger than screamed at. Um, Ioni, could you maybe on some of these like put in like audience clapping sound effects? Or I don't know. I just yeah. I thought it was like pretty funny on the last episode with the effects you did. Yeah, oh, I can definitely are, do yeah, some. Just adds to like just the general fucking craziness of. Should we move on? Next doing. category. Next category. Yeah. yeah what you uh, got? Next category is worst large adult son. That's right. This year, a lot of people had sons. Uh, some of them were good. Some of them were not. Um, I guess should I, we explain this one more? Like just. Or do we all just kind of know what we mean? Like, just, Maybe just fail sons, just like, just p- characters who are kind of auxiliary, they are just somebody's son or, or something, and they just kind of are kind of bumbling buffoons and just a large adult son. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is back in the time where you really had a lot riding on your son, you know, they're your heir, they're like the only people who matter about creating in your life, and so if they fuck up, it's a pretty big deal. So wor- um, worst or best? We wrote. Well, that's a good question. It, it was. It I came up worst. as worst. Yeah, I would. I, this isn't even necessarily my pick, but one nominee I'll put forward is um, right at the end of the Noah story. The son who uh, runs to snitch to the other brothers that Noah's like hanging out naked in the tent. That's that's um, a good one. And then they like freak out and they're like, "Oh my god, dad's naked!" And then they like back up and try and cover his nakedness with a towel. And then Noah gets so mad at them that he invents slavery. So that's a pretty, pretty bad son deed, if you ask me. But there really are so many to yeah, choose from. This I, is I'm like gonna, the book I'm of large adult sons. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, yeah, I would I would pause it. Like I don't want to bring up Abraham because obviously like everybody's got parents and all that, but we don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything about Abraham's like parents or anything so i feel like he's out of the running kind of because also abraham i feel like is like the heavyweight of this whole awards show yeah he's like do you want to know can i say my pick because it's it's related i i want to go with lot because even though he's not he's he's a large adult nephew but he really is like abraham (laughs) is the chosen one and lot is just his nephew just (laughs) some like 22 year old shithead who is just along for the ride you know just crashing on his couch I don't know, because Lot, yeah, like Lot fucks up a lot. He like, and a lot of people <laughs> die a lot. as a result. Uh, 
a lot. Yeah, I could see a lot. I'm going to put my my nomination, and then we'll try to come to a consensus. Consensus. I'm looking at the thing too. I'm going to go with Kane from the very beginning. Mm. The only and the main reason I think about that is we're talking about, according to the Bible, the very first people in the world to ever exist, and the first son of the Bible just invents murder. Yeah, it's true. And it's for a stupid reason, he just gets it's just like he gets mad and jealous. Yeah. So I think, like, no matter what else happened to Kane, like, you, you can't just, you can't disregard that level of shittiness. You know, I, I, one that I actually forgot to write on here, but I think is pretty important, is the guy, the two sons of Judah, one of whom is just instantly killed for being evil in a way that they don't specify, and then the other one who's killed for not not coming inside of his brother's wife. I'm not going to nominate those two. They seem fine. Yeah, they just <laughs> you're like, what's wrong with those guys? Well, one of them literally did nothing as far as we're concerned. He like looked at the sky funny. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. It's like an asterisk. We didn't even know if he's bad. Maybe he's sick. Maybe that's why he died. He was too too ill. Right, maybe he he was sick and then people were like kind of reverse engineered it and were like, Oh, he died young. That's cause God killed him because he was bad. It's true. Yeah, and I'm, he's I'm like not, the Jim, Jim gonna, Morrison of Canon. I'm not going to condemn the guy who just didn't want to goosh inside of his sister-in-law. Like, I I'll go with I'll go with you on Kane. I think Kane's a good pick. Yeah, Kane. Do we have any dissenting opinions? Yeah, I think Kane just because like literally nothing on Earth has happened yet, and he already fucks up. You know, Kane kind of starts the 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 second drama. Yeah, yeah. He's like the. Yeah, he's like the granddaddy of like all the large adult also, sons. Also, let follow. me let me double down on this point. He also escalates a lot. The first drama is Adam and Eve eating from the tree of knowledge. That's just eating fruit. That's an arbitrary rule. Uh, and then he just amps it up immediately by committing murder. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, okay, I have a few ideas about how things should be done around here. All right, that means Kane gets the award for worst adult son. Worst large wow. adult son. Worst large adult large son. Large adult son. Excuse he me. is fucking huge. Uh, that award's brought to you by Jockey Underwear. Um, <laughs> get your jockey and, on. Uh, get your jockey on if you're fucking huge. And <laughs> um, an adult and a child of a man and also a man. Okay, next category is biggest whoopsie, uh, meaning times that the writer, uh, biggest whoopsie on the part of the writers, times that their work just did not add up. They just kind of fucked up. Um, my nomination for this one also goes back to the beginning where it was just when there were two creation stories yep, in the same chapter, that's what pretty I had. much back to back. Seems like they should have just picked one and stuck with it. Okay. I'm going to, they wanted people to believe that. Let me throw you a little loop. It's okay. If you guys don't agree with me, but I'm also going to say the, I would say, cause it's also very recent. The Pharaoh's cupbearer mm. is very much a whoopsie poopsie. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because they <laughs> huge they, in the chapter that they first bring him up. They say he gets out of prison and he forgets about Joseph. And then in the next chapter, they go. But then he remembered about Joseph and they, they just can't decide whether or not he was really into it or not. And, and, and I think that's that's like a pretty big whoopsie poopsie. But I also kind of agree with you that we just have two versions of creation. Well, but weirdly, though, it like doesn't seem to matter that much like to anyone, like either to Jews or to the story. It's just sort of like. Kind of, they just pat the writers on the head and say, "Well, we we see what you were trying to do." So. Well, it's I think it's interesting because actually I would go because of the the long term ramifications of it in terms of like how people have used the beginning of this text uh, 
to say that like women are evil and to kind of like double down on their misogyny. I would say that's a bigger whoopsie poopsie because uh, <laughs> to put it lightly, um, Misogyny is, a, <laughs> yeah. misogyny is one of the biggest whoopsie pupsies we're up against as a culture. One of them, all yeah, one of the greatest all times. Whoopsie pupsies. Um, <laughs> but I think I think yeah, like it, it is actually kind of worse because not only are there two creation stories, but they made the first one so boring and so benign that everyone just decided to go with the second one. That's just like nah, women yeah. are 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 inferior because I think that's the biggest whoopsie poopsie of all is how boring the benign st- version is. Right. It's making a boring story and then, and then writing a second draft and not deleting the first draft. I'd say that's a pretty yeah. big whoopsie poopsie. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would say that that gets my vote for, uh, are there any other really big ones? I mean, I think the entire text is a whoopsie poopsie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe this whole thing was one big whoops. And uh, th- there's a category later that I think is is similar. So um, um, okay, cool. all right. Well, then it's cool, official. Cool. Biggest whoopsie poopsie is uh, two creation stories without break. Mm-hmm. Next time, maybe just do one. Um, um, I don't think this lifetime achievement award. I actually I put it down there, but it wasn't. I I didn't actually know what I wanted to put there. But if you guys had stuff, yeah, then. I guess it's kind of, I I like yeah uh, outstanding lifetime one. achievement award. You kind of take it anyway. I I wrote I just wrote down Esau. I th- I kind of want to just give Esau the outstanding lifetime achieve, achievement award because he just got yeah. like. That's true. He just got kind of dicked around, and then his brother like tried to do this whole dramatic like, "Will you please forgive me?" thing, and he just kind of was like. Yeah, I don't really care, man. I've kind of moved on. I'm I'm doing different <laughs> stuff with my life. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny how much like normal well-adjusted people in this stand out when like cuz like everyone's just conniving and stealing and like having sex with their cousins and stuff all the time where Isao's just kind of like did his own thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's it's by accident, but uh cuz we don't follow these characters, but definitely the text sort of accidentally says like just be even keeled and and things will be all right for you yeah like maybe sometimes if you're really angry at someone you should just walk in a separate direction from them it is a yeah it's a great lesson lifetime yeah i would also say uh lifetime achievement award go might hmm, i don't know if it's an achievement this is maybe a more negative um maybe more negative spin on it but in terms of being able to achieve something um i would say joseph's sons kind of get an achievement award for committing a genocide and then because of it having god jacob's sons yeah jacob's sons yeah and then having god just smite the surrounding villages (laughs) it's like a a, like an honorable mention in war crimes yeah like it's yeah it's one thing to like commit a crime like, let's say, like, hey, you robbed a bank. I'm like, okay, that's pretty eh, – I mean, I don't really disagree with robbing a bank. Let's say you murdered someone who's innocent. I'm not going to uh, – right? And then just like, oh, okay, that's really bad. But it also it turns out because you murdered that innocent, like, 18 buildings exploded. Right. Like, they, they were so good at fucking up that it's a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> it's just like yeah. they, you did something so horrible that – Potentially thousands of innocent people they are get just the, now uh, involved. They get the Henry Kissinger Award for getting away with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's I like that better. They um, so we'll give them that oh one, and God. we'll give a lifetime achievement to Esau. <laughs> sound good? Lifetime achievement award good. to Esau and Harry Kissinger Award Henry to Jacob. Kissinger. <laughs> Harry Kissinger. <laughs> Harry Kissinger is Harry. like our his like artsy brother who hasn't done any war crimes. 
<laughs> he just like yeah, writes his songs. He lives in Vermont. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's old Harry. That's old Harry Kissinger. Henry. Um, Henry. He's a piece of shit. Um, should I read out the next category? Yeah, go for it's it. One of my favorites. No, right. Right. Best racism. It's and this is was probably one of the closest of the whole Genesis Awards. Yeah. I think. What? Um, so People really pushed the art form. I'm going to go year. ahead and nominate the sister wife trick for best racism. <laughs> okay. I, could, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that, that could also be like best sexism or whatever. But specifically, like it's this trick that, that Abraham does multiple times where he goes to a foreign land and based off of assumptions he has made about them. Having never met them or made any kind of them, contact. Gives, like, gives them his wife under the assumption that if he does not, he will be killed. And, and also, in every single time he does this, the people specifically say, we were not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, all, you could have just been honest. Right. It's this thing where he it does this, like, act of dishonesty and then justifies it with his own racism. And then usually gets rich off it. They're like, oh, we're sorry that we had this mix-up and we know God is on your side, so, like, here's some gold he and some out. slaves. He always catches like, out. Like, please leave us alone. Yeah, so in that way, it's like, it's truly the best racism because it's like also about it comes down to the money as well. Okay. I know I've been playing this role a lot, but can I posit a possible counter? Sure. Of course. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, what else gotta, are we doing? Um, I could, I would say that some of, uh, uh, this really gets back to the root of what we've been talking about for a long time is, um, I would say maybe Isaac's racism. Uh, Isaac is, uh, Abraham's son. Because Isaac is super upset at his son Esau for marrying uh, foreigners, basically, these Hittite women, and just never tells him. He just kind of stews in his, so in his, in his racism and is just kind of like, well, he should know. And it just turns out his son's groovier than he is. I love that your problem with it is just the <laughs> passive aggra- the, the pass- passive aggression aspect. That's right. you got to be honest. Well, it, that, that's kind of like – that's like – there's a branch of uh, or, or a style of racism that is that of just being upset at someone else for for something, but also refusing to ever like acknowledge it um, or like having right. these like judgments about people, but refusing to actually acknowledge it. It's, it. it's that like liberal racism of like Esau, you're you're the women you've been hanging out with. Something about them just bugs me. I, I don't know what. Yeah. But. <laughs> Something's not Can't quite right, but you know it. what? But he knows what. Well, <laughs> but oh, also, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking about like racist liberals in general, just because it's a. But I feel like maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's like maybe it's like cognitive dissonance he has in his own head. Um, yeah, I think we'd be remiss not to mention <clears throat> the whole uh, bizarre triangle between Sarah Hagar and Abraham. Um, yep. John, you put it pretty well when you said that she was uh, history's first white woman. Um. Because the situation was uh, Abraham and Sarah are trying to conceive an heir, you know, to take over the kingdom of the covenant of the Jews and, you know, be fruitful, multiply and stuff. And Sarah's infertile. And so Abraham, she's like, you know, why don't you lie with my maid, Hagar? She's a slave. We can, you know, maybe maybe we can work things out. And then she gets mad at Hagar for, like, being too haughty about it or, like, you know, oh, she like, just gets, now you think no, you're she a, just, I, and a here's my take. slave. She just gets mad yeah. at her because she has a glow because that, you know, pregnant woman glow. So I think she sees the glow. <laughs> That's and true. Just gets her skin off. does look amazing. Uh, and then they send her away thinking that, like, they've maybe just let left her son Ishmael out to dry and then got to the slave catcher to cut, get her back. And it's sort of like, I know that your master is mistreating you, but what if uh, you went back to live with her? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, then they like name a fucking well after the whole situation. Um, I feel like I don't know. I think maybe it has to go to go to the sister wife trick. I just because he pulls it multiple times. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough. I mean, there's a lot of nominees. I I had another nomination, which was uh, the um, the like angry mob of sodomites outside of Lot's house, like insisting on fucking his angel guests. Um, just because it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another crossover where it's like racist and homophobic. Well, slash that's, that's it's like racist towards well, the like gay city. Couldn't have possibly been the way they describe it, right? I mean, it's clearly just like that's really interesting because I think what we've been talking about are characters that are racist, and what you just brought up is just the text being racist. That's a mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, which is which. I mean, that's an interest that the, uh, the 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 that's that's in the running too because that's one of the. T- I mean, it's similar to every time that all. I would also just. I'm not really nominating, but just to to bring it back. Every time Joseph tells his brothers that like, oh, but you have to say this because Egyptians find this to be despicable and whatever, and you're like not really sure whether Egyptians actually feel that way or if he's just casually using uh, racism to basically like further his own goals. Yeah. But yeah, that's the text just being like the paint. The text is always painting broad strokes, but very specifically about this group of sodomites and Gamorans. Um, Gamorans, right? It's like Gamorans. Um, it's like people who are di- <laughs> Gamorans. It's like people who are different or bad, and like they're probably out to get you. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I think I have to add a final a final nominee in this category. Yeah, this is like, um, oh man, when they started is- doing ten nominees for Best Picture a few years ago. It's like wrap it up, people. Um, but I, yeah, I got to nominate um, the big, the big man, or maybe multiple people upstairs. God uh, destroying the Tower of Babel because it's like people oh. were uniting because they were <laughs> oh upset because um, people yeah people were kind of uniting and speaking one common language and you know achieving things greater than the sum of their parts. And he was like, mm, I don't think I like that. That one's good because it's not only like discriminatory but it's just like literally like anti-solidarity which yeah, is like it's very somehow not i don't know some good old-fashioned divide and conquer but like the for the first time mm-hmm. damn i think <sighs> i might have to go with god with this one tower of babel kind of tower because of tower of babel you can kind of like tower just babel. the way you said that too like Ah, if everyone spoke the same language and there weren't these differences and whatever, according to this text, maybe none of this other racism ever happens. Yeah, that's a huge upset, yeah. but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it to. I think, wow, I think Tower. I think God gets it for Tower of Babel. Abraham is furious right now. You can you can see he's kind of given one <laughs> of those like, like, yeah, well, well you know, we all tried to, our best ways. Not to ways, bring up but, this movie know. again, but it's like when a uh, Moonlight won instead of La La oh, Land. God. <laughs> The biggest upset in history. La La Land should have swept it. Except that time, I don't know, that one was really like bad racist movie versus like good not racist movie. I only saw Moonlight. I never saw La La Land, but I take Ayani's word for it that it sucks shit. Thank you. Shall we move on? <laughs> yep. Let's what do it. What we got next? Um, next we have, oh, here's a big one. It's the namesake of the podcast, Best Smiting. Best Smiting. This one, me- this one means a lot to us. So I thought of this one, and I I just want to just remind people that the 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 category of smiting is is one that's diverse, and it's it's one that has <laughs> a lot of nuances to it because we're really it talking reflects about, the diversity of our nation. Sure, because we're really talking about everything from you know Cain smashing the stone over his brother's head and and killing him to God just wiping out the world. 
So we're really running the gambit here in terms of uh, of of who really takes this most prime <laughs> award. Mm, who got pwned the hardest? I have. I'm gonna. I have written down. I have a. God smiting Lot's wife by turning into her into a pillar of salt for looking back at a burning city. Just because it's so creative. It's in some of the other smitings God does, it doesn't tell you what he did, but this one it's like it tells you exactly what he did. There is no <laughs> yeah. doubt. He paints a they paint a vivid picture of what he did. And it's it was just such a just a fucking power move. And you know what's kind of creepy about it is salt is such a sensory thing. So, like, you're imagining this person getting obliterated and you're imagining what that tastes like. <laughs> That's true. Which is v- very weird. Also, at the time of its writing, for most of history, salt was incredibly valuable. It's a good point. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, it's like, oh, you disobey God, you just get turned into resources. Like, damn. damn. That's all you ever were. <laughs> Human capital stock. Fuck. Let's go. Yeah, okay, that's an interesting Josh, wow. you have a you have a nomination? Um, I mean that's like that's like kind of the obvious choice. Though I also think maybe the exact opposite smiting when um is it what is his name? Err? Err. First of all, Err, hilarious name. Um when Err is just smote off camera, that's also kind of chilling because it's just sort of like the imagination really runs wild with what what could have happened. Mm-hmm. It's like the end of the Sopranos. Yeah, no, totally. Or like, if it was so bad that they couldn't even print it in this thing, yeah, it's like, what, what could it have been? Yeah, did he turn inside out from his asshole? Like, we'll never know. <laughs> I think it's that one, actually. Yeah, actually, that sounds that sounds about right. Great, so, yeah, great Pixar er- movie, Inside Out from His Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the characters uh, wow. all are, you know, happiness, sadness, anger, and they all live in his asshole. <laughs> It's true. I mean, that's where they are. Okay, I, w- I would have to say, uh, if I had to just put a nomination out before we vote, you know, I, I kind of felt t- t- torn between t- between a lot of them, but I would say probably I would, for best smiting, it's similarly off-camera, but, uh, you know, God individually smites Lot's wife, unnamed, and then also smites the entire city of Sodom and Gomorrah, but I'll just kind of bring it back to it. I think Maybe the off-camera uh, smiting of all the cities around Jacob and his sons after they commit genocide. That's a pretty intense smiting. It's so in, it's. This is what? This is after the Dina yeah. situation? Because yeah. when Sodom and Gomorrah gets smitten, smote, they, they make a really big deal out of it. And this is very casual. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And by the way, like, yeah, I don't know, somewhere between three and ten other cities were just utterly obliterated. Yeah. I mean, it has the feeling of, like, when the military or the government will describe something in like creepily euphemistic terms, we're like, oh, well, then we uh, went in and neutralized the city. And you're like, or you when they what? refer to something as like, ah, yeah, that was collateral damage. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Fighting age males were killed. Um, I'd just like <laughs> to throw in one more. Damn. Um, I mean, that's what they said. That's what Damn. they said to justify the drone strikes. They're like, they, were they 17? Great. They maybe were fighting age. Um, yeah, I'll just like Iona, you alluded to it earlier, but the flood I think is a pretty yeah. Because that one is like not only is it all of humanity, but it's like for partying. <laughs> it's like everyone was too wicked, and like they were, you know, getting down with giants and stuff, and then God just killed everyone. It's like the stairway to heaven version of of 
uh, Ur smiting, where it's just very vague. And it's, <laughs> yeah. But this is the famous one. Everybody. Where, yeah. yeah. In, instead of instead yeah, yeah. of like ah, this person was kind of bad, and and you know we you know put them underneath six feet or six feet under or whatever. They were like, we did that with the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I gotta give it to gotta give it to Lot's wife. I mean, it's really? sort of like we just it's had a like switcheroo the Yankees again. winning another. Did I really? Oh. Well, no, uh, no. I was saying me and you had a switcheroo because a couple oh, nice. picks ago I said one and then you said one and we wanted to do each other's because mm. I I mean Lot's wife is I just am so persuaded cool. by you. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Lot, the Lot's wife one is cool, but Noah is like, I mean that's a that's a big smiting. That's a that's true. It's yeah. like, you know how on, like, Microsoft Paint, you can, like, when you erase stuff, you can make your eraser, like, so big that, like, one click <laughs> yeah. just is, like, the whole page? It's basically what God yeah. did. People I mean, were partying true. too hard, like, staying up too, le- too late, and he was like, no more. <laughs> yeah. No more civilization. Shoes on inside just the house. Noah yeah, and his family later. and these random animals. Whatever animals Noah picks, those happen to be the, the righteous animals. The rest of them I am going to kill. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to... um. Definitely, I think I might agree with that one because it, it reminds me of when I was a child, and I'd be like playing video games with my brother, and you know he was always better at them than me. But like we'd be playing like a fighting game or something, and like every now and then I'd win, and then as soon as I I, I won, and like the little victory screen came up, like I don't know how it happened, but magically like the game reset, so <laughs> so it never counted. Yeah, you know, and and, right. and it all seemed like no matter what I did, my score was zero. Hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of dude. You got you let your older brother smite you like that. I, yeah, I I did because wow. I was four years old. So yeah, I think I I can relate to that, and I think that's basically what what God is doing. He's just like he leans down to Noah and just kind of whispers in his ear, and is like, "By the way, I know how this uh, how this race is going to end." <laughs> So yeah. build a boat. Um, every, every look around. Everything you know, everything you like, everything you love, that's all gonna go away. It's a hell of a smiting. Yep. Um, so we're gonna give it to God for smiting the whole entire earth except for one family. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Especially wow. when you phrase it like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, except for a couple couple folks. I think yeah, God's cleaning up. If we didn't give Way this to, to him, it would be like that year Macklemore got a Grammy instead of Kendrick. Like it just wouldn't be right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, and not only that, as the resident Macklemore expert on this podcast, um, then he put on Instagram a text he sent to Kendrick congratulating him. That I th- I didn't think that was so bad. But it was like you should have won. He should have. He literally that's he literally should have. No, I know. But then being the winner and posting that was that the year that Clout? Clout? Butterfly came out. No, I th- was it or was it Good Kid, Mad City? No, it was Good Kid, Mad oh, okay. City, which I feel and like Macklemore won for, for what the heist. Yeah, that's honestly fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. It'd be funny if, like, if election night or whatever, Joe Biden sent a text to Donald Trump being like, damn, homie, it should have been you. It's all you, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. We should just link and build. (laughs) Ride ride different waves, but we're all in this game called hip-hop. Okay. All Um, right, next next one. This is another one of my nominations. Um, I would like to posit an award for biggest dickhead. Another very competitive category. Yes. (laughs) I mean, um, God is the obvious, I think. Yeah, goes without saying. He's the he's the favorite. I mean, I would say he's mm-hmm. the favorite going in, but just as someone who thought of the category and just thinking about it, I think God loses a lot of dickhead points just because the character becomes so absentee in the latter half 
of right. the... You got to have commitment if you want to be number one. Yeah, dickhead. like he's total dickhead in the beginning, and then every now and then just kind of gets woken up from a nap. And is like, huh? Huh? Uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Right. I don't know, <laughs> Joseph. You seem to be doing all right. All right, you, you go be a yeah. dickhead for me. No, I, I would actually posit <clears throat> the uh, the other other heavy hitter of this of this book, which without a doubt is Abraham. Mm. Yep, mm-hmm. Ab- got the sister wife trick. The sister wife trick. The um the thing where he kind of steals wells from from the people of Gerar. Like he has so many opportunities. The Isaac thing. The Isaac thing too. Yeah, like he. There's so many opportunities where he can just not be a dickhead. His entire plot is kind of pushed forward by the fact that he's kind of just an asshole. Right. There's no, like, like motivating factors that, like, kind of put him in a tough spot. He's just like, I think I would like to go fuck with Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I think he's the biggest dickhead because I think he's the most uh, intentionally malicious. Right, and there are certain people who I would say do things that even rise above the category of dickhead, but the pettiness about it. Yeah, the pettiness of of Abraham. Yeah, yeah, or just just to be a dickhead in general, there's a a level of pettiness involved. Well, because dickhead also means a lot of things. Like, he's also a dickhead after his wife dies, and he does the whole public display in front of the Hittites about how, no, you have to sell me the land. And then he's also right. like not he's copying. Like the, he's like the big maher at the school charity <laughs> That'd be funny if when like, he was, I will buy the trip to Mexico. He's like yelling at them about like, you need to let me buy this land. And <laughs> and somebody pulls out their phone and they're like, what What do you, t- tell me more, Karen. What are you going <laughs> to complain to the manager? Ooh, you're mad. Yeah, so that's why <laughs> you're I. big mad. That's why I would submit <laughs> yeah. Abraham as big as dickhead uh-huh. because his, his entire life is propelled by decisions that he makes in ter- like character decisions he makes that he's not forced to in any sort of way. Unforced errors. Yeah. On error. Um, I would submit Judah, uh, who is one of Jacob's sons. He's the one who suggests selling Joseph into slavery. He has sex with his, what is it? His daughter-in-law Tamar. She tricks him, him into having sex with her, but then he tries to put her to death and in the end gets rewarded with a kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, he just like nothing nothing happens. Um he seems like he sucks. Yeah. I would I guess I would I would probably I would probably pull, pull for uh, Abraham here. I think I only laid forth a pretty I, I mean, I also think uh, Joseph deserves a nom. Um I think he gets an honorable mention. Mhm. Yeah. He's almost he's almost does too much though. His like the fine Joseph's final act is like what separates him from the separates the men from the boys in terms of being bad people. I think the prob- the reason why I don't want to nominate Joseph is because the text is so Oh, Joseph is the best. Bah, 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 bah. Like the text literally said in one chapter that he broke math. It kind of pulls him out of the running because the text is so heavily in his favor and instead of like implied in his favor, you you can almost you can almost read it as if it's all not true. Oh, you yeah, know, I, one other honorable you can mention totally is read like, it. uh, well, I mean, not you true. can read like it and it's all <laughs> not true, but like you could go so far as to, but like even within the, the, the shitty kind of narrative of the Bible, like the heavy bias towards Joseph makes it incredible. Yeah. He's an enormous dickhead and he does the land schemes that I said he was going to do when he sells the, or he buys the land from everyone at like the lowered rate or whatever. At the same time, like I said, it's so Joseph is the best. That to me, he he gets out of the running because of it. Why? Because he's so magic and special. Yeah. Whereas, like Abraham is is chosen, and like what we've mentioned before, like God constantly just has to run interference for him. 
For Abraham, yeah. Yeah, for, for being a dickhead. Yeah, I, I would go with Abraham for this. One honorable mention, too, is is it Ishmael who they describe as being a wild ass of a man? I suppose. Yeah, it is. But Ishmael's... Ishmael and his wild ass. I don't know. Actually, no, he's not a dickhead. He's just a. No, I, I would just definitely. Eh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just one of the wild boys. Okay. Now we're getting to. So, so Abraham? I think, can we agree? Abraham? Uncle Abe. Oh, yeah. He Honest, had to win something. <laughs> dishonest Abe, am I right? Just come on now. And then I think the last one that I, I want to submit to y'all is the best side character. And by mm, side character, mm-hmm. we mean someone who's not necessarily part of the chosen line and might not appear for very long. I know mine. Oh, what's yours? The snake, baby. Oh. Snake devil. <laughs> yeah, Come on. He's yeah. the devil. He shows up for one minute, makes someone eat an apple, and then he disappears. I want – I've said this before, but just to go into more detail, I want to be like a – Satanist, but like the Jewish version where I'm like, I work, I like all the iconography is about like the snake and eating apples and like hanging out in Sheol. I want, I want more snake. I want more of the devil. We get one, like, how cool would it be if like Jacob or not Jacob, like if Abraham had to like combat, he had to like fight the snake, you know? That'd be cool. Okay. Be like an yeah. Also, he's the only non human character. True. So far, I mean, point. I think there's I mean, more. There's giants and, and God, but mm-hmm. no, no, Josh, you have a you have an opinion. And uh, Joseph, who's just so inhumanly good looking. But yeah, you know, I think in a similar vein, I thought the the giants were a pretty fun little moment. That felt to me like stumbling upon like the really like out there early recordings of a famous artist. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you were doing this, <laughs> yeah, before you were doing this, and then that just kind of. Don't really hear about them so much. Um, but yeah, in the creation chapter, they talk about giants. It's like a lot. back when Macklemore was Professor Macklemore. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, that was his name? <laughs> yeah. You <he, he, laughs> oh, should God. be Professor, Ma- Professor Macklemore, dude. Oh, my fucking God. And yeah, it's somehow more corny, but. that That is amazing that like the Macklemore we got to meet was like the less corny version. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the refined. Yikes. Yeah. The, uh, the condensed. The oh concentrated, sweetened, condensed mackle milk. Mackle milk. Mackle milk. What if you Every drop a morning new product, I wake up. A new, a new product. It's like muscle milk, but it's mackle milk. It's like, <laughs> this is Macklemore, and you need to drink mackle milk to make your bones big and strong so you can rap like me. Didn't he die? Mackle, no, you're thinking of Macklemore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Macklemore passed away. Macklemore is, um, is alive and well. Regrettably, still alive. All right. Well, I wouldn't just go that kidding. far. No, no. no, I don't. We don't have to malign him that hard. Any no, harder I mean, than we already have. That's true. Malign him more. Honestly, if I would love, I would love to speak to him. Yeah, I want him to come on the podcast. Macklemore, come on the podcast. Okay, so can I? I'll, I'll let me put my nomination for for best side character because so far we got Snake and we got Giants. I, I kind of want to put Abi Melech in there, the King of Gerar. Just because we get to yeah, spend yeah. so we get to spend actually two generations with him, and he is unchanging. <laughs> He's like yeah. Gil from The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, like uh, things are gonna turn around for old Gil, and then he gets like splashed with a puddle. It's like the only times we see him are for him to like basically like get like pied in the face. But I, I think yeah. I think he's my favorite side character because he's the only one in the text who's like brave enough not brave but like is willing to call out jacob's ridiculousness and then by proxy god's ridiculousness 
of just like, right. hey. He's like, just be honest with me. Yeah. Just like, stop doing all these tricks. And he does it with I- Isaac, too, where he's like, can you guess, like, when he finally is like, okay, we're going to squash the beef. We're going to bury the hatchet. Everything's going to be good. But just do me a favor and fuck off forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do me a favor. He's like he's like the Amanda show, the Amanda show character where she's like she prank calls that dude and he's like he's the old dude and he's freaking out and he's like how did you get this number? <laughs> he just like wants to be left alone so desperately. Yeah. I would also put forth the uh, the unnamed servant that has to go. He has to fondle. Oh yeah. He has to fondle. Well, no, yeah. First he has to put his hands under Abraham's balls and then he has to go find a wife for Isaac. Right, and he's like, she'll know her because she'll like offer you water when mm-hmm. you ride. Because it'll be the first the person town. you see. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> you know her because she will be. The anyone. main two com- things are: she's the first person he sees, and mm. she's nice to his camels. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Can yeah, we... Hey, here's a newsflash, well, look, man. This Just because awesome a woman is called, nice yeah. to your camels doesn't mean she wants to sleep with you. How about that? Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> more and more people are saying. <laughs> Who do we want to settle on? What's yours? Abi Malach, King of Garar. I'd give it to Abi Malach. Yeah, because he's like a good side character because you don't see him, but his he pops he in makes use of his time well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an institution. Okay. And I'd also like to say that uh, we don't really learn about him a lot in like Hebrew school too. And his presence in the text is what kind of recontextualizes Abraham's kind yeah, of whole it's, deal. It's the first thing where you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, maybe the two creation stories are, but the first like human behavior <laughs> where you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, right. Or someone finally does what you'd expect them to do. Yeah. Is that what you would expect yeah. someone to do? The sister wife trick? <laughs> no, Abimelech does. When he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Just like, like stop this. Just be normal. So it's like, yeah. how about you just, just be cool? How about just, just be, cool. be normal? How about that? As Ayani <laughs> Ayani said many times, and it bears repeating, that is not how you meet people. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Okay, uh, well, you had one more, but I want to save it for last because I think it's the good one. Uh, I have I have just a few, and then we'll do the last one. Uh, ba- what about best couple? Um, you know, Pharaoh and Joseph are really a, a hell of a match. Damn, the bro- yeah. bromance? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because Pharaoh just, like, doesn't like to work, and Joseph's, like, you know, a whiz kid with the spreadsheets or whatever, and Pharaoh's kind of like, well, what if you just did that for me? Yeah, the conversation they have is, like, Pharaoh basically is like, Joseph, what are you good at? Joseph says, everything. And he goes, tight. You want to do everything? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do that. I don't know. <laughs> nominating Pharaoh and Joseph for this category feels like nominating like Trump and Putin. <laughs> it's like, all right, buddy, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to call them gay just to oh. <laughs> make some kind of point. No, I'm not actually saying that's what you were doing. Yeah. I was thinking no, like literal no, romantic couples. Yeah, I was okay. going to nominate. Are there any romantic couples? I was going to nominate Adam and Eve because they're both just dumb as shit. Which that can be the purest <laughs> love hot when two people are just so hot and so dumb. Yeah, young, young yeah. dumb, full of cum. They really are young. <laughs> oh Talk about young. They're babies. They are adult That's babies. True. Not in that like the true. yeah. They're adult babies, and God is their is their daddy. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just they have a funny story. Like Eve is just dumb and is like gets an apple and she's like, "Hey Adam, eat this apple," and then he eats it. And then Adam's like, "I I I guess I will, even though I wasn't supposed to." 
Okay, yeah, I could. I, I, I also. I kind of get down with that one. I'm not going to lie. I was lie. telling Ani this. I just, I was a little high last night writing down my nominations, and I was really making myself laugh by nominating uh, Noah and Noah's wife for this category. <laughs> I just thought Noah and Noah's wife had a really beautiful love. You know, they had a, you know, a great. A great relationship that went both ways, you know. Some days, you know, Noah had to be there for Noah's wife, and some days Noah's wife had to be there for Noah. <laughs> so, yeah, they had a really beautiful honeymoon on a cruise ship, where Noah's awesome. wife turned to Noah and said something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, presumably they saw each other. I, th- I don't know. I, would, um, I think I might go with with Adam and Eve. They're yeah, they're yeah. great. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, I don't know if they're great. They are. They are what they are. They're you know, they, they stick. They stick by each other even when things go bad. That's true. Or like at least they don't show us anything otherwise. They're just kind of like, oh no, we've messed up. Let's go hide in these bushes. All right, I have a couple more categories. Um, best moment comedy. So I, we have best moment <laughs> comma comedy and best moment drama. So best moment mm. comedy. I. Would say within the text, not within the show. Yeah. Also, just yeah, in the text, we're not counting the bread thing because obviously it would be the bread thing. Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I nominate. Um. You know, it was we loved it when it came up. We've referenced it since. I'm Noah's two sons balancing a a sheet <laughs> on their back and kind of backing up into the tent to make sure no one sees their dad's dick, and they're closing their eyes and it's just just very slapsticky. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, That's a beautiful moment. I think maybe in terms of situational, maybe comedy or something, I, I would also put when uh, that tiny little bit where Abraham goes to Abimelech and is like, hey, I, I dug those wells and there's people who are from your people who are drinking from it. And he goes, I don't... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like This is the first time I've ever... You want to drink from the well? You can just do that. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit. Can you stop harassing my people and you can also just drink from the water? And then Abraham's like, oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, my other two. I, uh, oh, yeah. You want to go, Josh? Oh, sure. Um, my two are kind of similar moments, which is just when people get really exasperated or just kind of are like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the first one being, is it Sarah who's Abraham's wife? Yes. yes. God is like, makes the promise and is like, I'm going to give you a son you know, you're going to be the, the leader of the nation. And she just like throws herself on the ground laughing. And it's like, I'm a million years old. I'm infertile. How do you think that's going to happen? You idiot. Um, and it's just kind of surprising and just pretty funny. I liked that. And then uh, I also thought it was pretty funny when uh, by the time Joseph is like head haunch in Egypt and then the brothers are kind of going back and forth between him and Jacob. And then Jacob at a certain point is just like, Every day <laughs> you bring me lower <laughs> and you you mess everything up and it's just kind of funny. He's like a, I wish I could. He's like the dad from that 70s show. Yeah, he's like, yeah. God, kids are going to get a foot in your ass one of these days. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, I, I changed my nomination. I think it's definitely going to be when uh, his eldest son, uh, I think it was, I think it's Ruben. When that moment when the mandrakes? Uh, no, when Jacob is saying like <laughs> every fucking day you guys fuck up and make my life worse. And like <laughs> the last thing I want you to do now is to go with my youngest son so that you can go get him killed somehow. <laughs> yes. And Ruben's like, Well, <laughs> yeah. if your son dies, you can have one of mine. No, he says you can kill him. Yeah, you can kill He's him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that part's great. <laughs> Just, and we yeah. framed it differently, but now I really imagine, especially having read the last chapter, that Jacob was like, just such a fucking idiot. 
<laughs> yeah. Not, not crying. It's like, you're so stupid, I can't even explain to you how stupid you yeah. are. <laughs> That's my like, nomination now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says they, they, like, bring him so much pain that they he makes him dip his head into hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my only two notes were... Um, I, I, I'm, you, this might be an uphill battle. Just I wrote down the angry Sodom sex mob because I just think it's funny. I think because here's why is I think it's funny anytime people are like gathered and doing like doing the like shell of what activism quote unquote is like anti-mask protests are funny because they're taking the imagery of someone like holding up a sign and like, you know, something that is sometimes powerful and they're just being like. I don't like putting something on my face. I shouldn't make them. So there's plenty of people in the South are smart and plenty of people on the coast are dumb anti-maskers. So I apologize for that. But yeah, I, I'm getting way off course. What I'm saying is I, I think it's very funny to imagine people outside of Lot's house with sign, like with like sign, like they went to Michael's and got like markers and, and poster board and they made signs that are like, come on, let us fuck the angels. We, we want to. And then um, the other one I had was Rachel stealing her dad's idol. And then when he's like, can you get off the the, <laughs> <laughs> the horse or get off the camel so I can check? She's like, um, I'm on my period. So that's no can do, Pops. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a pretty – that was really fucking But I, I'm with Ayani. I would give it to um, Ruben being like, you can kill my sons if you want. <laughs> Like just picturing his own household as like a zero sum game is very funny. Uh, yeah, and I think it's also funny too because despite what you would kind of think and what the right like the text also is like might as well have put a line in that said like and Ruben missed the point out of everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's also the one I think who's like guys like you know we don't have to kill him we can just put him in a hole and like sell him into slavery <laughs> he's just got a lot of uh just the way he the way his mind works is uh just yeah. a little different so ruben uh <laughs> offering up his sons yeah. for no good reason at all and best moment drama this i don't know this one's tougher because there's not as much there's not a lot of it and the ones the that do that happen are like very people. serious and and somber Right. Um, like, but I would also say in terms of, of drama, um, to save it for your mama and, <laughs> and, and in no terms drama, of Obama? storytelling, I don't know if it's really a moment, but I would definitely give it to the chapter that we did with Ethan just as a whole, like that. Oh, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I think in yeah, terms of drama of and like in terms of appreciating the story, I think that hands down is the best one because like I said in it too, it really is just a story punching you in the face a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a way that it just doesn't do for the rest of this. I am. Um, I would nominate uh, Abraham's King's speech moment or whatever when he is kind of in the chapter where they're just establishing that he's like. Oh, his Lin-Manuel Miranda moment. Yeah, where he's like the world's bravest general and scholar and he's like, you know, I won this war and I beat all you guys. He's like having his parlay with the other enemies and he's like, but I'm not even going to take your money. Like they won't even be able to say they took a sandal strap from me, um, which that's just his Oscar bait. That's Genesis Awards bait <laughs> for sure. Oh, total Oscar bait. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They knew. They like finished it and then looked at the typewriter and yeah it's like it's a little back. it's a little Lin-Manuel Manuel Miranda it's also uh, a little bit Aaron Sorkin oh very Aaron Sorkin if I had to say so myself I'd get it's a speech that's like delivered through turtle shell glasses you know what I mean yes I would give it to yeah. the 
the Lin-Manuel Miranda, Aaron Sorkin, Stan from South Park speech. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you guys. Just the, the, I think also because it just comes on the tail end of like the, the cool, the playground legend aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like clearly you feel the hand in the machine yep. on that one. Then the last one I wanted to bring up is uh, this was one of Ioni's, um, and I think it's a good one to close on is worst lesson. What's the worst <sighs> lesson we learned? Oh, man. 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 <laughs> I, my, the answer I wrote down <laughs> is just um, senseless, senseless violence justifies more senseless violence. I think we mm, learned that with, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of seems to be the lesson of the Dina story, you know. Dina is raped and that, you know, a senseless, senseless act of violence. And in response, um, their brothers just his, her brothers just do genocide to the town of the perpetrator. So, and that's just, and God is on their side. So senseless yeah. violence. I would say another worst lesson, uh, worst lesson is definitely, uh, uniting with people is bad. Um, and the idea that you might be able to achieve anything through solidarity yeah. is inherently evil. The lesson is uh, <laughs> solidarity for never. <laughs> yeah, I would I would posit yeah. that one as a as as a pretty horrible lesson to learn. Um, I've got I've got two of them. Um, one of them was a, a lesson that I learned, and not <laughs> a lesson that the um, that the text promoted. Is I it was a pretty striking moment actually. I thought when we when Danny was on the podcast and he was like. I know you guys think you're kind of too cool for school or whatever and that you're sort of making fun of the Torah, but, like, what you're doing is, like, actually exactly what it wants you to do and, like, you're praying and being holy and stuff. And I feel like the lesson there is sort of, like, you kind of can't beat this thing. Yeah. You know? It's, like, it's been around long enough. It's important enough that even if you kind of are skeptical of it, it's still winning because you're still looking at it. It's like a it's like a, it's like like a a thought-form ghost. You know whether it's real what? or true or not, like 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 uh, like an imagined ghost, like mm-hmm. whether it's real or true or not is irrelevant to the point that it starts once it starts affecting your decisions. Right, right. Like it, it's. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say there's a there's a huge amount of argument that that God is like that too. Like the concept of God of of whether or not it's real or not uh, kind of becomes irrelevant because people make decisions on their life as though it were. Right, right. Like it's functionally real. Right. Yeah. It's it's like how like. Race is made up, but now it's real because that's we, a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we, yeah, we, we make just it, make it leaned so. really hard into that decision, and now we are stuck with it. And the other bad lesson I think is just always be scheming, no matter what. Yeah, do not deal like, honestly with anyone. Yeah, no, everyone's trying to get you, and like any gain made in any situation from any kind of person is good. I think the most striking version is. Uh, Joseph, when he like there's a famine and he uses it as a way to get a ton of land for the Jews, it's just like, and then that's celebrated and it's like, and that's amazing, and that's how we founded, you know, and that's why they flourished in Egypt. Yeah, and it's just like that's the lesson. I mean, listen, I know I've had landlords like Joseph, and let me just say, those Egyptians are never getting their fucking security deposits back. It's just not going to happen, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oops. that's quite a running for worst. Yeah. Worst lesson. I also had um, fuck your dad in a cave to get revenge and kill your son for God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow, there are so many moments I've just, like, this thing is, Genesis is too crazy to even comprehend. It's pretty dramatic. But it's kind of dramatic, but without any drama in it. 
What do you yeah. mean? I'd say there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama, but it's never presented as as drama. It's always like, hmm, all right, well. So on Wednesday, Abraham went to the store, uh, bought uh, two gallons of milk. He sort of saw one of his neighbors, said, what's up? And Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bizarrely flat, given all the crazy things that are going on. Wow, I really, I cannot choose. I think... I feel like they're all part of one meta lesson, which is just like nothing fucking matters <laughs> at all in our world or theirs. Jeez, jeez, Louise. Or I'm, no, I'm on board with that. Yeah, you know. You think the worst lesson is nothing matters in our world or theirs? <laughs> it's, just, it's a pretty bummer of a lesson. That's like but... something one of the bad guys in Avatar would say. <laughs> nothing matters in our world or theirs. Dude, and then yeah, they yeah. thought I don't know. Press the big bad button. Yeah, I don't know what the big meta lesson oh, is, man. but I know, let me put it this way: I don't know what the big meta lesson is exactly. I know it's bad though. <laughs> yeah, whatever the point of it is, is the worst lesson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, just obey. I think that's the. That's what, yeah, true. <laughs> just, just do what you're told. I think it's like those t-shirts. Maybe we there's could have a, saved ourselves a lot of time. <laughs> the only positive way I think to spin this book, the book of Genesis, in terms of if you wanted to learn something value from it, valuable from it, and not something shitty, is just everything is beyond your control. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the free fall. Yeah, shit will happen. Yeah, um, shit will happen. Yeah, I guess that's that's all I got for fucking for Genesis, man. I guess, wow. do we want to do, I know we've done specific keeping and cut it, but like. For the whole thing? For the whole thing, the whole man. Did we want, do do we, like, if we were making the best of, like, does Genesis even make it? I say yeah, because later on we're going to get to, like, numbers where, like, we're probably going to want to cut that one because it is just a phone, it's a fucking phone book. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> which also alternatively would be funny if the phone book was just called numbers. Um <laughs> That's what it's called in probably like Denmark or something where it's like very chic and well designed. I'll be I'll be honest though, the name phone book essentially just means that. That's true. This is the big book of numbers. Um I say keep Genesis. I say keep the first like third of Genesis where it's like the creation story, the flood and the Tower of Bible. Because I think it's <laughs> Tower at that point, of Bible. Still, <laughs> Tower of Bible. Um because at that point I feel like they still understood like metaphor. And then at some point they just got some new writers who didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Just when the writer's strike happened, they had to hire a bunch of scabs. <laughs> yeah. And they're like. Just like kids who know. went to Emerson, you know? <laughs> All right. I only yeah. half understand that. Emerson's college. It's right? a college and yeah. a lot of writery types go there, but the smarter ones go to Harvard. Okay. I would actually also say I, I like, you know what? Let's keep everything that we've already kept. And while that seems like a cop out, I would. Oh, good point. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> yeah, I would it's only true. We say because on we, I think if you were to go back and listen to all of them and really just bring it down, we've woven somehow by omitting stuff, we've woven a much clearer picture. We did an awesome job. Of, of, of a story and also of like what makes parts of this text actually compelling. And I, th- I think if, if you were to take out all of this origin, stuff i think one of the things you would just you would miss i think and one of the reasons why i've been enjoying doing this so much is i think this might be the wackiest the bible is like mm-hmm. the five books of Mo- like Moses. the beginning is the wackiest i guess i think it i think yeah. it is because that's 
when you think about it too, that's the most freedom because whenever you're writing it down, you know for a goddamn absolute true fact that nobody remembers. You know what I mean? So you oh, have total it's the very freedom. beginning. Yeah. yeah. You have total freedom. Like, man, this text comes out swinging with fucking <laughs> giant orgies, with possibly aliens, with, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, allegedly s- several versions of, of creation with an entire destruction of the world and settles at the end of it with. Let me give you this last guy's will and testimony. Like, there's something special about, like, just being able to have the, like, in the very beginning of the writer's room, someone saying, write whatever you want. Right. And it gets... Before the pressures of fame got to them. Yeah, and it gets narrowed down into, okay, let's tell the genealogy. Back when you were just Professor Ma- Professor Macklemore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry to really nail that home. That's true. So yeah, I would say we did a we did a brilliant job, boys. Let's keep what we can. Yeah, what we I would kept. say let's keep the podcast. I would keep that. Yes. As part of the Oh yeah. Torah, and I'd I mean? say also rate it five stars and review it on iTunes. Yeah, that's true. Or wherever you find podcasts. We will personally send each person who gives us five stars fifty dollars. No, Josh will. Josh will. I won't. You just have to give us <laughs> your bank number and your social security number um, and your address. Okay, I guess. Oh, and I guess I just had a uh, quick plug, which is like, uh, if you can, uh, try to convert to Judaism. Um, oh, God, just stop with that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, That's true. I guess it's my turn. It's, it's yeah, been a long you, time since I've actually had to do a blessing because could we Could you just, uh, bless the lads? Would you yeah, go ahead and I'll bless, bless the, the lads? lads? Yeah, <laughs> go on and bless the lads. All right, well, you know uh, what? Go on. We've, we've, we've had a long journey here so far. This journey is going to get longer. There's a lot to, to kind of go through, but. Um, 80% left. I would say um, just uh, bless all the people who have decided that uh, maybe there is no manual to life and maybe they have to figure some stuff out for themselves because if, if you're looking for any kind of thing like the Bible or anything like that to sort of give you the blueprint, you're going to run into some of the stuff that we've covered so far. In, in this podcast, you're going to run into the like, oh, let me figure out how how I uh, how I deal with my brother in law who's being a real dick to me. And then the answer is like, did you know giants were running around and they were fucking all these kinds <laughs> of humans? <laughs> so so bless the people who say, you know what, like, I think maybe there are answers out there, but maybe I have to find them for myself. And. Um, yeah. I think that's that's who my bless, blessing goes to. It's just the people who who, who want to find the truth for themselves. The curious minds. Yeah. Uh, Free thinkers, man. Yeah, I can't I can't go too much too too much more than that. It's a very earnest thought. Um, people who smoke weed and look at the sky. No, we're fuck talking to those you. people. <laughs> who, just, who just who just think about things. <laughs> ah, and I think other than that, um, that's that's it. That's our little Genesis thing. It's kind of fitting too because we're recording this at the end of 2020, a, 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 a magical year. Yeah, I'd say Genesis mm. um, and 2020 are kind of similar, just in terms of like, hey, what the fuck were you thinking with this one, pal? What was what was the goal here? Yeah, I mean, so much happened. Like J- Josh went to Texas and killed God. Um. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> With a gun. Shot him with a gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. there was so much that Big happened. Gun. Although, I mean, next year, next we're gonna cover Exodus and you know, we're gonna cover the plague, which that's probably not that it'll be over oh, by true. then. So little too on the nose. Little too on the nose. All right. Well, uh like 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 we've been saying, and then now that we say it too, uh if, if you really want to help us out, it would be uh 
liking and subscribing on iTunes because we oh, have... Oh, I have a podcast. I want you to like and subscribe my podcast. We literally have to prove ourselves to a bunch of code <laughs> to, 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 to reach people, which is an interesting Please state. Just, my, uh, yeah, my girlfriend's that you would uh, dump me if I didn't. If I didn't get 1,500 five-star reviews on my podcast. God damn. And, like, here's the thing, too. Is like, <laughs> you know what to do. Internet, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> Tell your friends, do everything, because you don't even have to listen to it. I hope you do, but you can also just rate it five I've stars. I've reviewed it. I left us a great Josh. review, so. <laughs> you blown up I didn't do that. I didn't do that at all. <laughs> it was oh. a different squash. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And then, and then a slight note too. By the time it was Miami, <laughs> it was Miami. It was absolutely Miami. <laughs> and then on, on a okay. slight note too. By the time this comes out, uh, my, a single I just put out called Coruscate will be out. So if people want to hear what I've been up to, you can listen to it at Miami Hayashi. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Hayashi at hotmail.net. No, you can look it up at yeah. uh, No Say wow. spelled K N O S E I music, and you know. Hopefully can entertain you for about three and a half minutes. Or seven if you listen twice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you guys got got anything else? Any last thoughts? Um, I just would say thanks to anyone who has been with us this whole way far. Um, it's a pretty <laughs> naughty project. Yeah, it's it's been really fun doing it. And so we're glad. Or, you know, hopefully, I don't know, it was entertaining or whatever. Maybe you learned something, too. Maybe, yeah. I know maybe. we have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we learned anything good, but we've definitely learned stuff. Definitely learned something. We learned what that but part yeah. of that book says. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks for yes. thanks for sticking. Thanks for thanks for coming on this journey where you may also get get smited. Yeah. God checks your uh, like what podcast you're subscribed to. Yeah. When you <laughs> yeah. get to the pearly gates, and, he's and, like he's like Joe Rogan experience. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a God would love Joe Rogan. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, God, this version of God would be like, dude, you should let he talks about talks to a lot of cool people. He doesn't necessarily agree with all of them, you know, but you should check it out. That's what God would say. If he... All right. All right. That's I'm the fucking in, end I of the show. I got to like a race Good night. Oh, I, I do too. All right. I go first. <laughs> yeah, I figured that out.